0: Daily Cleveland Browns
1: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, episode one fifty two. First things first. Before we get any further, I want to thank everybody, uh, all the support and the reviews for last night's show with uh, Dan Orlovsky. Uh, Dan is new to the uh, analyst community. You know, obviously retired. You know, in the fall, decided this is the avenue he wants to go. He was an excellent. Uh, you know, great thing for you Browns fans who haven't listened to it. Dan, you know, had to wear the crown of being a part of an 0-16 team, so he understands that. Uh, he was able to reflect on his own personal senior bowl experience, so you're going to get something out of that. He really broke down the quarterbacks well. Just a little hint, he was very high on Sam. Uh, I'm sorry, on Sam Darnold spoke very well of him. Josh Allen, not so much Browns fans in that uh, avenue. Uh, so It was a really good episode. If you haven't gotten to that yet, please do, because uh, you know Dan's good, and uh, I don't know the availability that guy's going to have too much longer, because he's going to pretty much take the scene by storm. Uh, it is Senior Bowl week. Everybody's down in Mobile. A large amount of writer. Obviously, all the NFL personnel and scouts are down there. Uh, Pete Smith, kind enough to join us here today. We could have gotten to Pete a little bit later last night, but you know... You don't want to just, you know, basically, you know, just, you know, go ahead and just jump right into it after one day. You want to see some guys put together two days' worth of work, you know, see who was maybe a flash in the pan, that type of thing. But, uh, Pete, uh, how was everything? The scene down in Mobile, uh, the barbecue treating you well. You know, how are the guys?
1: Uh, the food is good. The food is good. I, I, as an unpaid plug, I am excited to listen to that th- uh, that pod with uh, Dan Orlovsky. I just haven't had time to do it yet because I've been busy down here. But it's been uh, it's been good. It's been good.
0: All right. Uh, I guess we're going to jump right in the pool here with both feet. Uh, you know, I almost kind of feel bad because there's about 70-something other guys right there. But it seems the major focus is the North practices. And I think the North roster has more quarterbacks on it. There may be more quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Uh, but they're maybe they're there. I'm not sure. But look, it's Josh Allen, it's Baker Mayfield... The world went wild today because uh, Josh Allen threw a, and I will give credit where it's due, it was a beautiful ball, perfectly placed in a one-on-one drill So Michael Gallup. Maybe Michael Gallup w- looked, made him look good, intense. But uh, give me your first initial reactions. And obviously Baker's there with a lot on his mind, obviously with his mom. You know, uh, there was a little reaction in Cleveland Twitter yesterday. Uh, you know, Baker got a little, you know, chippy. He was a little upset about, you know, some things that were being said about him. But, uh, you know, Baker versus Josh, I mean, you've got the Goliath versus the smaller guy. I will commend you on this, Pete. I've been saying, give me a decent hand size. I'll feel a little bit better. Nine and a half, I'm good. I'm good. I understand the six feet. That is where we expected. Decent hand size, but initial impressions from Baker live on the scene, what you saw.
1: So... With with when it comes to Josh Allen and, and Baker Mayfield, look when, when you go into warmups and, and stuff like that, it's really easy to like Josh Allen. The ball just fires out of his hand. It's effortless. It just explodes. It looks great coming out, uh, and all and all those things that he can run. He's big. You know all those things you want to see from a quarterback. It's just his accuracy is just. It's what he's put on tape. He's just not consistent, and and this is a this is a venue where he should dominate. This is the place he had to be good to sort of justify being talked about as highly as some people have him. And it's just not there. Um, he's, and his big flaws, he misses high, uh, which resulted in some you know inc- inconsistencies with accuracy. He threw a bad pick like that. Uh, there's some, there's some fundamental things he can work on, but I, I, I think in large part, that's going to be who he is. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think because of his his mom's situation, I think he's a little bit toned down. I think if that wasn't on his mind, he would be more sort of lively and a little bit more sort of his natural charismatic self. Uh, He's all business in terms of of doing the on-field stuff. Uh, Has has taken a lot of extra time, extra uh, work, making sure the snaps under center have been good. He's looked pretty good in that respect. Um, I think in one-on-ones yesterday, he looked a little iffy. Uh, he didn't seem to have – I mean, they, they were covered. He, he wasn't always sure where he should be throwing it uh, in, in covered, these coverage situations. I mean, there were times where he, he, he'd throw it and basically talk to the coach and, and all that good stuff. But when he gets to team, we're seven-on-seven, seven and he's playing playing football, he's just been dominant. Uh have there been some you know, miscued pros? sure, but there's no question who the better quarterback is. Just from from a who's making the plays, who's moving the sticks standpoint. His accuracy's there, his arm strength's there. Um, he's been good, and today he was particularly effective. And what was a windier day than than you know that you you want to see if you're you're an evaluator? I thought he was really impressive and and just carving up guys and the and the connection. I think that just really looks just nasty is Mayfield going to Michael Gallup, you mentioned, and obviously you and I are both fans of Gallup. I think Michael Gallup's uh, been, a, been a really nice player, but those two just, it, it looks easy for him. Those two just know, you know, I don't think they've ever thrown to each other before this week, but they just, both guys know where the ball's supposed to go, know where the spot is, catch, go, makes it look great. Uh,
0: yeah, no, from the TV coverage today, uh, it seemed another one that the, that uh, they were very high on Baker was the cover two uh, you know, it was Gazeki on the sideline? That that came off very well, uh, and that it seemed to be ablaze. I mean, that was something that got a lot of run on obviously on Twitter today. Uh, the one thing that you did mention about Baker, as far as the one on ones, and this was actually Dan Orlovsky brought up one concern with Baker yesterday was, was his offense and him were they so good? He said he did have some concerns about you know when Baker was forced into a position to throw guys open. This isn't something that worries you so much now. Because, I mean, we all know this was a Peyton Manning thing. He went home after his rookie year, and his dad's like, No, that's on you. I mean, it's something you're going to learn more and more when you're put into the position. So, you know, that's interesting. Uh, You know, the rest of the quarterback position, you know, obviously the South, you know, kind of, you know, drew maybe the short end of the straw of the roster. But uh, any other quarterbacks, some things you saw, some things you were, you know, kind of impressed with? Anybody?
1: Um, you know, Mike White's the sort of the head honcho on, on that on that South Team roster. Uh if you I think some guys were thinking he would come in and make a really big move. Uh I don't think that's happened, but he has been the best of that bunch. I don't think that roster's very good uh in terms of in terms of quarterback play. Uh Tanner Lee throws a nice looking ball. I, you know, at some point I hope it goes to one of his receivers. And then he declared early. It was a lot of questions, and I think ultimately he's going to be a coach. I think that's part of why he's here is to sort of start working and developing those connections. But he's all right. I, I mean, I think I think there's somebody may find some tools they like to work with in that. But ultimately, it's it's Baker Mayfield's show. But I do know that there are a lot of teams that were here interested in Mike White. Uh, yesterday in particular, there, there was some sentiment that they're hoping he'd pick it up. I think he was a little bit better today, particularly when they went down near the red zone. Uh, but again, if you were expecting a big, big move out of Mike White this week, I don't think it's happened. But again, this is one of those things where, you know, you, you get a couple practices and, 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 you know, expectations get out of whack and, and somebody, some people sort of build up this idea that he's going to, that a certain player who's never thrown to these receivers get kind of come in and just like, be tremendous and it doesn't ever really quite work that way so you know i think i think he's gonna come out of this as sort of firmly the third best quarterback who participated certainly there's no getting around the fact that losing mason rudolph the way they did really hurt this this team uh that 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 side of practice and even if you don't love it from the quarterback standpoint it was just a matter of getting guys to throw good balls for those those weapons for coverages and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I think part of the thing with White is I think he would have you know, the more if this was a longer process, he would have looked better, you know, as he got more comfortable with the guys. You know, obviously some guys, you know, you know, went away from him last year. This year he still looked good. I think it's you know, one he's gonna be a guy in camp and as things progress, Mike White's gonna look better and better the more comfortable he gets with the guys he's playing with. And I kind of do agree with you there. I mean, the rest of the guys, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph would have made it, you know, a lot more of attractive. And, you know, I I did see some points, you know, during the South practice, you know, where some guys in the crowd were like, well, kind of hard to evaluate anything right now with what's going on here. So that kind of tells you about the rest of the South quarterback rosters. Uh, Obviously, look, Cleveland, we got some issues. We need some running backs here. Uh, obviously, the creme de la creme isn't there. I think Kalen Bilaj has looked pretty good as far as I think he's moved better. I mean, I know he was a load, but I, I, I saw some athleticism that I, I wasn't sure I always saw. You know, during what I watched from from Arizona State, but he's looked good in the receiver aspect. Moved well. Give me some thoughts on him, and maybe a running back or two who's maybe caught your eye. Um,
1: I, I think Kalen Bilaj's future is going to be sort of a receiving back. Um, I think the knock on him. Uh, coming in with sort of how he runs between the tackles and how he takes kind of contact and those things. But he's always been a really which makes nasty... no, which makes no sense at his size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's you know he's got what you should be a, a power back. Uh, the reverse
0: David he... Johnson.
1: Yeah, and then, but I agree, he's a really, really natural receiver, and, and he's actually sort of a threat. Uh, there, there's almost sort of a, uh, a Keith Byers vibe for him a little bit. Larry uh, centers. The, yeah, those type of guys. And I, and I think he can have success in the NFL as, as, as that type of player. My, my only concern with him is if he doesn't offer more as a, 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 as a true running back, I think a guy like Jalen Samuels, who's had a pretty good week so far, um, may be more attractive because he is a nice receiving threat, uh, similar size, a little bit shorter. Uh, but he can do some other things. He can line up and be, you know, a little bit of an H back type. He can maybe be, do some little uh, receiving things. He might just be. Kalen Balaj might be the far more impressive athlete, but I think Jalen Samuels might be a guy who can be more attractive because he might ultimately be able to save some some team a roster spot, uh, let them cut corners a little bit somewhere. I mean, and, and then obviously Rashad Penny's the dude as far as you know who's who's the guy who's going to ultimately come out of this. Out of, this, uh, practice, out, of this, out of this week um, as, as the top-rated back. Um, I don't think he's played great. Uh, I think pass protection is a struggle for him, and I, I think there's been a little bit of that. I also think it has not helped him at all that uh, the interior offensive line for that that, that team is, is just not very good. The, the guy who's been a really nice surprise, though, I thought he had a great day yesterday. Uh, both in the weigh-in and then the practice was Edo Smith out of Southern Miss. Yeah, he's he's a little bowling, muscled up bowling ball, and and then he he's good at taking advantage of his uh, his height. He can hide behind his ba- uh, blockers a little bit, and I and I thought he actually showed some things as as receiver. So. You know, he may be a guy where certainly I, I'm going to go back and 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 look more. But you know, this this is what this is all about. He may be a guy that sends teams back to go take another take another look at all the, all, all that he can offer in, in in just a stupidly deep running back class.
0: Yeah, ito uh, you know, obviously. You know, I saw him play my Florida State Seminoles. He was good early. Obviously, the game got a hand, kind of took him out of it. Uh, Sammy it was like you said. Uh, you know, you get him and he can also play some special teams. You find a way to do a roll with that. Uh, I do. I'm 99.9% sure he's the all-time leading receiver in NC uh, State history. So uh, you get a lot, you get a bang for your buck with a guy like that. I guess we'll go, you know, we'll go inside with the O line before we go out. Uh, look, Cleveland-wise, interior, we're pretty deep. We're pretty set. Uh, but each passing day with Joe Thomas, it seems he's getting further and further. Into radio, into media, into written content, it, it, it could. And we've talked about this. It could be a huge, huge thing if Joe Thomas is truly off into the sunset. All of a sudden, now there is a glaring left, a glaring need at left tackle. Although Dragos played well, but there's going to have to be something brought in there. There's some interesting guys there. Some small school guys have been holding their own. Uh, I know the guy, the kid from Army. Uh, you know, he's been drawing some pretty good reviews. I actually went back today. Army threw 65 passes this year, so this guy's got z- almost zero experience in pass blocking. But it seems like he's, you know, it seems like he's willing to learn. Seems like he's willing to work. Uh, some uh, some tackles may have caught your eye because we're going to probably definitely need at least one on this Browns roster.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't see finished products here. I, I think if you had to play a guy from day one, it'd probably be uh, Terrell Crosby from Oregon. That was it. He had
0: the one nasty rep today. Oh my! I, I forget who it was, but he just was it. That da- it was I don't know if it was Davenport, but he said somebody packing.
1: Right. I, I think if you had to, if you, and was he was actually, I,
0: it was Holmes from Ohio State. That's who it was.
1: It makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he's got. Some ability to play right now. I also think he's got the, he's going to have the same limitations as a Spencer Durango does. I don't I think NFL speed rushers are going to give him a problem, but he's also going to be a sturdy, reliable for what he does type guy. Um, Brian O'Neill, I think, is really really impressive, uh, as far as a body type. Uh, he's got that length, he's got pretty good size, he's, he's got great feet, uh, good, good bender. Uh, And and he's really natural as sort of getting into pass sets and all that. You're going to have a question if if he's ever going to be a really true uh, road grader type. Uh, And I think it's been a little bit frustrating probably for him that they've had him playing so much right tackle this week. And granted, he has experience as a right tackle at Pitt before he moved to left tackle. But I I think if you're Brian O'Neill and and you're Brian O'Neill's agent, you're really hoping he's playing a lot more left tackle because that's ultimately hoping what you're going to do. You mentioned Brett Toth. Toth, I really like him. Uh, I he I stand him standing next to Brian O'Neill. He is just thicker, uh, thicker dude. He's really well put together. Uh, you mentioned pass protection. He doesn't have a lot of experience in it. And if you watch the uh, the uh, pit drill. You're probably going to come away going, yeah, he, he's not a real good pass protector, and it's for the reasons you mentioned. He doesn't have a lot of experience, uh, and, and you know, one of his ways to sort of cope with that in one rep was he went and just got Tyquan Lewis right now. He didn't get, he didn't want to play in space. He wanted to get his hands on right now, uh, and, and I think he got corrected on that rep right after the fact. But body type wise, I think skill set wise, in terms of movement ability. Um, I, I think teams are going to come away liking Brett Toth as a, as a developmental type guy. Now, the obvious question is going to be you know, how the Army is going to handle it because you know, he went to West Point. He's an officer, uh, so you're going to have to find out that. But and, uh, the other part of that is he's an officer. He, he knows how, what it's like to work hard. Exactly. He's, he, you know, the NFL in terms of just sheer workload may almost be easier than what he's accustomed to uh, <laughs> a typical day at West Point. Uh, so I think there's a lot to like there. I really like Alex Kappa from Humboldt. He's raw. He's got a lot of technical work, but you can see some of the things he's applying from learning from Charles Bentley at OLP. He is nasty. He wants to He wants to hurt the guy's feelings across from him. Uh, he's a really nice, affable guy uh, to talk to, but when 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 he's got the opportunity to finish somebody, he's going to go and give everything he can do. Uh, to to do it, uh, Brandon Parker from North Carolina A&T is really interesting. He's enormous. He's just huge. Hooper, built like a Hooper. It looks like he could go play power forward and get you like ten points right now. He's just a thick dude. Is uh, gonna be a developmental type, uh, you know. So certainly, if you're the Browns, you'd love to have Joe Thomas back for one more year, uh, or you'll go and maybe get somebody in free agency. Or if if you've got you know nothing else and and you got to go with Drango for a little while, but there's a lot of guys that you know down the road at least the, the senior bowl. Uh, Desmond Harrison obviously couldn't participate because they wouldn't clear his knee. He's another one, even though he's 25. Uh, you have to factor that in. But it's a lot of guys who probably need a year to sort of get accustomed to the speed of the game or or get used to that. But there are certainly guys with, I think, long-term tackle uh, potential. That uh, that could be interesting, uh, certainly in that realm, and and guys that the Browns have to take a look at, but but obviously Joe Thomas is going to sort of dictate the uh, the schedule on that.
0: Yeah, and I mean I got to think with each passing day, I think you know we're getting closer closer that Joe is maybe bidding the the, the pads and the helmet adieu. Uh, we'll flip on so over to the defensive side of the ball, but guys, uh, obviously you know with all of this you know locked on draft, John Ledyard. Trevor Sakema, they are down in uh, Mobile as well. Uh, they're putting out—I know—they're putting out a couple of shows a day. Uh, by all means, check out Locked On Draft, John, Trevor. I know they're working hard; got a lot going on. Uh, very busy guys, but putting out a lot of quality content. So go ahead and give those shows a listen. We're going to go to this side of the ball now, defensively. Pete, uh, pass rushers. Uh, you know, it's nice to see my guy Kamoko Teray is getting some good review. I still don't have the name mastered, so he's going to be double O from Oklahoma till I have it. Uh, give me some thoughts here, because look, uh, you know, obviously Agba, obviously Garrett. What you've seen now is that these are guys that may not make all sixteen games together, but either way, you can never have enough pass rushers. Who's catching your eye and shows that they can get to the backfield and get there in a hurry?
1: Here's here's what I what I will say is is I thought day one pass rushers did what pass rushers generally do on day one, and they really really did a nice job especially the edge guys. I thought day two, uh, the offensive tackles adjusted pretty well, uh, gave some guys some problems. Uh, One guy I really like is Taequann Lewis. Uh, I thought he had a really nice day one. And, 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 you know, the Ohio State thing, I like him better than I like Hubbard. I I think ultimately Taequann Lewis is going to go later than Hubbard and and the team's going to be probably happier with what they get out of Lewis than they than they would be out of Hubbard. He's just been consistently good um, over the last you know several years. Where you look, if you if you go and look at what he's done, he's just got seven sacks and a bunch of tackles for loss. Seemingly every year, he's just consistently there. Uh, and and the thing I really like about Lewis is he came in at two hundred seventy pounds. That you know. He's always listed two fifty nine. He's a big, thick dude. Like in, in a lot of ways, uh, so many people like Jalen Holmes because he's so big. Taquan Lewis is basically the same size as he is. Uh, th- there's a lot to like there. Kim- you know, Kamiko Torre. This is his career. Unfortunately, it's just the way it sort of worked out with everything that's happened with his injuries at Rutgers. Uh, but he's he's a fun pass rusher. He's he's so flexible. He's, he's quick. He's got some moves. Uh, I, I wish it didn't come down to this where, where teams are basically going to look at this and base probably a lot of their evaluation on this and the combine type stuff. Um, that's that's I think that's a little unfair, but it's just sort of how this stuff t- tends to go. Um, Obanya uh, Okoronkwo has been pretty good. Um, I think – he's going to have some issues holding up against the run and dealing with pad level. But when you are coming in and and you're running pass rush drills and you're a guy like Okoronkwo, your job is to win and look good there. And I think he's done that. I think he's done better in that respect than, than the guy he's going to be mostly uh, compared to in in this situation, which could be uh, Uchenna Owusu from uh, USC. I think, uh, and o- Obanya uh, Okoranko is a rocked up dude. Neither one is is hurting in terms of finding the weight room, but I think Obanya's done himself some some favors. The interior guys, I'll tell you, who's who's had a nice week is is Puna Ford coming coming from the Shrine game. I I think he's like a sumo wrestler. Uh, he's <laughs> just short and squatty, and he's really good at just getting under pads and driving. And then like today. He does that on one rep uh, to, to the poor Auburn center, and then the next rep he gets Bradley Bozeman, and Bozeman's all set to take on that, that bull rush, and he just goes quick spin move and right past him. Uh, he's, he's been frustrating in that respect. I love Harrison Phillips. I adore the kid. I think he's a first-round pick, uh, and and it, he, the, the, from what I'm hearing, uh, it doesn't seem like the NFL's there with him, but he's just tremendous. I think he's done a nice job showing – A little bit of those those pass rush skills. Andrew Brown, a guy from Virginia I liked, he's a stud. And 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 he was listed at two eighty five. And I think there was some you know, tweener talk because at UVA he played, you know, on his feet at on the edge, uh and then three tech. And and he came in here, he's weighed two hundred and ninety-four pounds, and I I think he's really positioning himself to be just a true three technique, and, and that's something the Browns could like. Certainly, has experience all over the place. If you want to put him at the edge, uh, a couple, you know a little bit, make a stronger run package, you can do that. But he's just a guy who does a lot of things really well. Um, and then the, the 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 guy that a lot of people are have, have gotten sort of a taste of this week is, has been uh, Shepherd from uh, Fort Hayes State. Yes, uh, he is a he is a just a man. Uh, he was. Visually outstanding at the at the weigh-in, uh, and then you know he unfortunately suffered what I expect is a broken hand. They pretty much,
0: much confirmed that on NFL Network. Yeah,
1: his his week is over. But for the for the two days where he was at practice, he dominated everybody in front of him. He just it, it looked like a man against boys. He was throwing guys out of the way. I'll be curious to see how you know he you know adjusts to true NFL competition and guys who are big enough, strong enough to deal with him. But you know, if, if you're coming into this week and your goal is to, to show the NFL you belong and you're, you're coming from a Fort Hayes state, mission accomplished. He's not only done that, but he's somebody that people are going to sort of have to reevaluate. Um, and then Marcus Davenport, certainly he's a huge story down here. Uh, there's been talk that he's a top ten guy. I don't see it. I think people are putting the cart before the horse. I think he had a really hard time today. Uh, he had a hard time against the run yesterday. Um, I, su- I understand why people like him. He looks fantastic as far as a body and his length and everything, but I think he's he's a little bit of a developmental guy. Um, it would not surprise me in the least just the way the NFL works if somebody decided to take him super early, but I think if he's sitting there in round two, maybe I don't, I don't think he'll make it to round three, but if you get him on day two, I think you'll be a lot happier than, than expecting this guy to come in and be sort of a dominant edge rusher. Uh, I... I you know, I think if you're asking me who who should go earlier, I, I think Harrison Phillips, and Grant. They play different positions. I think Harrison Phillips is a much better draft process, process than Davenport is. All right.
0: I, I don't know if I want to go that depth in depth to the linebacker position. Maybe just give me some thoughts here. Obviously, the Cleveland guy, Cleveland wise, I think we're okay. Obviously, we know Kindred and Peppers may start to see some nickel and dime opportunities there as you know they move closer and closer to the line. But uh, linebacker, too, stood out. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Williams from Auburn had the big hit yesterday, which, you know, everybody got really excited about. But, uh, you know, I think it was more an um, offensive line miscue in an all-star game. But, hey, God bless the kid for, you know, going in there and giving it his all. But uh, anybody catching your eye as far as reading reaction and going sideline to sideline?
1: Um, so you know, physically and, and coming in and, and and getting to talk to him, I really like Darius Leonard. I thought he had a much better day today than he did yesterday. Uh, he had a nice little little thump uh, going out and catching a catching a guy on a on a flat route. I think you know teams are excited about him. Uh, you know his story and everything with him that he was. You know, talent-wise, regarded as somebody who was good enough to go to South Carolina or Clemson. And because he was so undersized, he ended up at South Carolina State and put on about 50 pounds. And he is rocked up, uh, nice-looking kid that told me that uh, Davo basically admitted he wished he wished he would have uh, stuck with recruiting him and gotten him uh, when he won his second conference defensive player of the year uh, down at Spartanburg. Uh, But a guy who who jumped out at me, and he's super undersized relative to what you want, is Dorian O'Daniel, who's listed at, you know, or he measured in at at, at six foot and a half, 215. He plays a lot bigger. I thought he was really, really good in coverage drill yesterday. Uh, And and he had a nice little thump today in in, in some run drills. I think he's a guy, and he wasn't initially uh, invited. He was a replacement guy who's made the most of that opportunity sort of being able to distinguish himself from the, the outstanding Clemson defensive line. Uh, I think he's answering some questions in regards to being able to be so small because he was protected and he could just fly around and, and, and those type of things down in Clemson. I think uh, he's short, sort of answering the questions on toughness. I think he's going to be a guy who's really, really sought after for special teams and stuff, but he certainly has more of a future than that. Um I think uh, those are sort of the guys that, that stand out for me on, on that respect. I, I don't think this is a tremendously talented linebacker group. Uh, but one guy I'll throw out some love for is uh, Juwan Bentley, who's a big, big boy, six five, almost or six six, almost six two, two fifty two. He can lay the thunder a little bit. He looks he looks pretty good in this stuff. Uh, but I, you know, I think I think that was a group that was really, really heavy hit. Uh, with the uh, the guys who decided not to participate.
0: Well, and, you know, I understand. I mean, and I talked to some agents today because, you know, I retweeted a couple of, it was yesterday and today about the 30 guys that didn't go. It, it, it Look, as much as guys are going to miss bowl games and now you see guys, you know, going to miss senior bowl, that sort of thing, agents are concerned. Look, if you're a senior, you have four years to tape. Agents are really concerned about the combine, getting you 110% ready for that your athletic peak to go out there to run the last 40 you're ever going to run, those type of things. And and that's where you get the slight hesitation. And you saw with Dallas, you know, Dallas Goddard, obviously, you know, with the pulled hamstring. Here was a guy that, you know, was hoping for a big week. Now, all of a sudden, he's at a senior bowl after, what was it, maybe three, four reps. And now maybe his combine's in jeopardy. And you kind of understand where the agents who are, you know, advising these guys on what's best for them. And that, you know, you get into this situation. But I want to do moves to the secondary here, uh, Pete. Uh, Before we do that, though, uh, guys, Locked On Patriots, Mark Schofield, Locked On Eagles, Michael Kiss, Benjamin Solick. Uh, These guys, they're still working. They still got games to cover. I mean, all of us are in, you know, free agency. We are in senior bowl. We are in draft mode. Mark Schofield with Locked On Patriots. Michael Kiss, my buddy. Benjamin Solick, my buddy, with Locked On Eagles. They got games to cover here a week and a half. So check out both those shows. The guys are working hard. Uh, I know all three of them are down in Mobile. They're pulling double duty here between the All Star Game and getting ready for the Super Bowl. So by all means, give the guys a show. Their show's uh a, a listen. They're working really hard. They're giving you know quality content for both aspects. Pete, we're going to shift over to the secondary. We got we can we there's some cornerbacks that ain't got to line up ten yards off the line of scrimmage. Have you seen a ball hawking safety yet that we ain't got to line up 28 yards off the line of scrimmage? Uh, I think the secondary play has been pretty good. Uh, you know, there's some guys there. You know, MJ Stewart, UNC, he's the guy that's caught my eye. But well, go ahead. Tell me what you're thinking so far.
1: Well, you mentioned a guy I really like, MJ Stewart. Uh, he's a thick dude. He is a, he is a man. I, I think he's had some – they've been playing him inside a little bit. Uh, he's had some really nice matchups. I, I think him versus James Washington has been my favorite matchup so far. Those two go back and forth. It's been a lot of fun. He he's just got a nice build, uh, and and he, he's one of those guys that's really interesting because he's somebody who could play press corner for you, or he's physical enough where he can play strong safety. Like he's got that much sort of range in terms of just the things that are uh, people are going to sort of be drawn to and like about him. Uh, I like Jeremy Reeves from South Alabama. I think his tape's pretty good. Uh, certainly, people are going to. Focus on his weirdly small hands. Uh, that is a little
0: odd. That is a little odd. I can't lie. Uh,
1: but he does have a lot of, you know, he has his share of interceptions. Go figure. So I mean, uh, he gets the job done. Uh, but he's a nice little. He does a little. Did a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an Armani Watts fan. Uh, I, yeah, I had some nice reps on Monday. I am. I, I I was a little surprised he measured in as small as he did. But at the same time, he plays so much bigger than his size would suggest. He's a—he's uh, just a tough, experienced guy. He's played four years of college football. He's you know, as a starter, he's he's done a little bit of everything in that secondary. Uh, there's some questions about his ability to play in man coverage, which is fine. I don't need him to play in man coverage. Um, but he's, you know, he's a guy who can come up and, and lay, make make a play as a tackler. He can make plays on the behind the line of scrimmage, and he go back and, and make plays on the ball. I, I think he's a guy who's getting slept on a little bit, and, and I doubt the the this the size of being 191 pounds uh, at five ten and a half will help. But I mean, if you just watch his tape and and, and you, you note his production, I, I think he's a guy who can be a really nice player for a team and potentially the bronze. And I still think you know, based on style and, and what he brings to the the team, uh, it would not surprise me in the least if Greg Williams is a fan of Armani Watts. He just has those traits and the the, the versatility to be a guy that, that that Williams likes that, that you know, on one play he'll come up and, and you know, go make, make blitz the quarterback and then the next he can drop back in coverage. There's just a lot there. He's a smart kid, super clean off the field with uh, competitive on it. So, yeah, I think there's – there's some things like it. the the one other guy I'll mention, Trayvon Harrison. I you know I think he's had some few few nice reps this week out of Hawaii. He's all he also looked real nice the way. He's a he's a nice uh, yoked up guy uh, that could could be interesting if he tests well. Well, the
0: interception he had today. I mean, you, you kind of translate that. I mean, that would have been you know, does he go for the ball or does he destroy the guy Allen overthrew on that and take him out of the game? That's the thing you wonder. But yeah, he looked good. Uh, one name I'll ask
1: you about here, secondary wise, uh, Kazir White, West Virginia. Thoughts? Um, looks good in his stuff. I mean, he's a big, big guy. Him and Marcus Allen are both, both sort of big, strong kids. That, like, you know, if, if you sort of casually look at him, you might think that they're, you know, an undersized linebacker as opposed to a safety. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, he's a true strong safety. Uh, I'll be curious to see, you know. I need to watch more of him to to get a better sense of it, but uh, I think he's a guy who's who's coming and, and made a little noise, help, helping his case a little bit. I think I think he had a little buzz coming in that helped, uh, but you know, big big physical presence. Okay,
0: uh, guys, Pete Smith down in Mobile. Uh, Pete, uh, you get that dinner tonight? You get that nice barbecue? I want to be added in the picture. I want the at of it on Twitter. I want to see the barbecue. Uh, by all means, uh, you know if you go out tonight, have a cocktail with the guys. On you, I want to be added in that. You know, we'll do a little, little toast in the Locked On Browns in Jeff's honor. That'd be fabulous. But guys, uh, Pete Smith down in Mobile, obviously, you know, uh, you know, writing, covering two practices, uh, you know, be lopping around all around town trying to get all this information for us. Could not be more thankful to, to him. Locked On Browns, episode one fifty two. Guys, Pete is closing in on four thousand followers. Just get it done already, for God's sakes. Yeah, he may not always agree with you, and he may put you in your place, but that's why you love him. Uh, So, guys, let's go Browns. Uh, You know, Obviously, everybody here, everybody back in Cleveland, uh, new OC in tow, new running back, assistant head coach in tow. And one thing I try to tell you guys is if you're going to keep Hugh, you need to idiot-proof everything around him. And I think we're doing a pretty good job based on the fact that this team is 0-16. These hires are pretty good, damn good, for an 0-16 franchise. Pete, thank you for your time. Guys, like I said, follow Pete. Follow the show at Locked on Browns, Follow myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Appreciate y'all for listening. Go Browns.